Welcome in to another exciting episode of the Talking Ball Y'all podcast as we will go hoop heavy as we are into high school playoff action and then the anchor will be new head football coach Russell Mitchell for Germantown. It's great to visit with Russell. Batting in the lead-off spot tonight will be Cliff Bauer. He's the women's coach at Pearl River Central. They're coming off a district title. We talk about his team with the playoffs will look like Eric Vienni, the head coach of Picune's men's team. We talk about their recent district championship and what the lay of the land will be for them to make a trip to Jackson. Tony Tadlock will be in the three spot, the head basketball coach for the number one ranked 4A program, the Raymond Rangers. Batting cleanup tonight is Sieber Wyndham. Coach Wyndham is... No stranger to success with the Biloxi Indians and just a powerhouse program, of course, down on the coast. And as we talked about the anchor of the program in that five spot tonight, Russell Mitchell named the head football coach of Germantown just a week ago. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode. Hey folks, it's never too early or too late to get that spring cleaning done. Give our friends at Silver Run Cleaning Services a call. They provide Pearl River County and the surrounding areas with a professional cleaning service. Silver Run Cleaning offers tailor-made and customizable services for your commercial business, your post-construction cleanup, and your residence. Remember that Silver Run Cleaning Services. For reoccurring and one-time appointments, give Darby McCraney a call at 601-337-1721. That number once again is 601-337-1721. Let Silver Run Cleaning Services handle all your messy cleanups. We're excited now to be joined by the head basketball coach for the Pearl River Central Lady Blue Devils, Cliff Bauer. Cliff, thanks for taking time. No problem, Clay. Glad to do it. Look, and l- let's add this into that introduction to the Region 7 5A champs. How cool was that? Yeah, it's pretty cool, Clay. You know, that was always the... The goal we we set we, you know we set out to do, uh, and we had some ups and downs this season, but we're we're clicking at the right time. So uh, we winners of the last we we won five straight, and uh, I'm just excited, super excited. That is awesome. And then also on Friday to add to the hardware for the team, you had an individual in Hannah Mitchell that was the offensive player of the year for the region. How special is she, Cliff? And how excited were you to see her? Uh, name to that award you know it, it was good clay and it, it is special uh you know but a part of me you know the the, the kids on the team were kind of like you know my own children I, I i felt she was hands down the most valuable player which she did not get but hannah mitchell is uh she's she's just she's rare and when i say that you know i know coaches are all about their kids and they all advocate for them but she's just different i mean i've been around this game you know me and you used to play when we were we were young kids, but I've never seen a kid with a work ethic like she has. I've never seen a kid in four years off coaching not complain once about anything. I mean, I, I could go on and on, Clay. And so she finishes the district cha- in a district championship game. She had 17 points, 13 rebounds, and five assists. <laughs> um, and I mean, it, her stat line. I mean, she's just she's just great. I mean, she makes my job easy. She's a leader. Um, and I do think Hannah will have a shot to play at the next level, even if it's junior college. She's that good and that type of a kid. 
Talk about our effort, Cliff. When I see uh, when I see the award, the picture posted of her, she doesn't look to have great size. But then you bring up that rebound norm, uh, number. What kind of effort does it take uh, to get to that many rebounds at her size? You you got well. Now she's about she 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 don't have a lot of you know she's a small kid, but she's about five nine. She's just thin. It, but it, you've got to see it in person to her. No one will out effort her. Now, they may be somebody more athletic or, um, you know, somebody with a little bit more talent, but they will not out effort this kid. And so she, she dives, she flies, she never takes a playoff, not ever. Um, and so I'll have to give her a break occasionally and she won't ask for it, but you know, cause she goes so hard. I mean, it's, it's, it's just, She's fun to watch, she's fun to coach, uh, and she's just special. Um, and also, Hannah Mitchell, I want to say she was number seven or eighth in the state um, in cross country. So she's ranked top ten in the state in running. So she's, her, it's just, she's amazing, Clay. I could just, I could rave on and on about the kid. You mentioned us playing together. That's the kind of effort we used to give at the park right around the corner from your place there in Hideaway, huh? <laughs> That's right. Well, that's right. We used to give effort, you know. Back then, it was it was all about scoring a bucket. We, you know, effort was way down there on the list. Uh, oh, man. So, but those, those were good times, man. Those are some of the best memories I, I've had as a kid is playing basketball and and uh, at the park. So those those were good times. When you think back to those days, Cliff, and then where we are today, and you're sitting in your office after. Um, being the head coach for this Devils team, does it seem real to you, Cliff, like just the way that uh, the Lord works his plan in our lives to, to sit and kind of uh, think on it for a minute? How, uh, how cool, and I know I've asked you that already in a different way, but um, from where we were to where we are now, it's just really kind of cool to see. Yeah, it is. It's, it's, it's super cool to see. And sometimes, you know, you, 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 you just forget and it's easy to forget, you know, where we once were as kids and, and, you know, what we went through and just how blessed and fortunate we are um, to be in this position. I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy. And, you know, e even this year, like the ups and the downs, like just to, to where, we, you know, to what's happened and how it's unfolded, it's just, it's crazy, man. And uh, it is a gift. And the, the fact that we, you know, when I tell people, I truly believe I have the best job in the world um, because it, as coaching, it's no different than as a kid. It's the best. It's the best thing in the world to you know to to watch those kids compete and and perform. And it's actually better than when we got to compete and, and win. To me, it's better as a coach because now it's it's much bigger than you. Cliff, you've raised daughters. You're still in a process of raising daughters. How much does that help you uh, to be the women's coach there at the Lady Devils? And how much does that look? I've got I've got one at the house. So how humbling experience is that, and how a uh, good experience it is uh, when you're relating to your team? Yeah, it's great. I will say that too. That that has been. I think one of the reasons why I, I, I can coach girls so well is because I have three daughters of my own and girls are not, they don't, they're not motivated by yelling and they're not motivated by, um, you know, like boys, it's just, it's a different type of coaching. Um, girls are going to give you everything. Um, and, and they're going to be their, their toughest critic. Uh, you know, and so as a, as a parent, I know what motivates the, my children and, and my girls and, and yelling and, and, and screaming, it, it's, it's not a motivating factor for girls. If anything, it'll, it'll, it'll crush them. Um, 
you know, so so that's how I coach. I'm, I'm positive, and even when things are bad, because I don't ever have to worry about them giving me everything they got. So it's been a it's been huge uh, having three girls of my own. Cliff, we talked about Hannah Mitchell. I want to kind of go over to her cousin and Holly Mitchell and what her her week was uh, for y'all getting into that district. Uh, tournament play and playing in a championship game. It sounds like she was wearing two hats that week. She was, and which which she did, and I and I even told her mom and them. You know, I don't know that as a parent that I could have did that for my own child um, because she she flew out to Disney World. Uh, they competed that that Friday morning. Then she hopped on a plane and she got to the gym as we were tipping off. She walked in the gym, so she didn't actually get to start, and she is a starter. Um, but she came in about three minutes into the game. And then after we won, which was, I was so thankful, then she got in a car with her mom and drove back to Disney when they competed the following day. Wow. Um, so, so I don't, I mean, my hat's off to her mom and dad, too. I mean, you want to talk about, uh, and Holly Mitchell is, she was Miss PRC. She was most athletic. Um and it just shows you it, it comes it comes from her home life and her mom and dad. They are committed people. All those Mitchells, hardest working kids you'll ever meet. Cliff, when you look at what's next uh, for your team, I'm assuming you have to wait and see who wins um, the opening round game. So, what does that look like? What's the prep look like between now and y'all's um, first playoff game? Yeah. So. So now, so we're going to play the winner out of Hattiesburg and Brookhaven. Um, you know, I, I think, you know, whoever wins that game, it's going to be, you know, I think Brookhaven's favored to win it. I want to say either the Sun Herald or Mississippi Sports page has Brookhaven to go to the Final Four. So you're talking about teams that are just next level athletic. Um, you know, but with that being said, uh, you know, my girls, we shot almost 50% from the field the other night. Wow. Um, if you can shoot like that, you can give yourself a chance against anybody. And uh, I truly believe shooting the ball well is an equalizer for teams that are more athletic. You just got to gotta shoot the cover off the ball. And if you can, you'll give yourself a chance. What does that look like, Cliff? You, you kind of described um, some extra work that your shooters put in. How much do they work at honing that craft of shooting a basketball? Well, a lot. And, you know, one kid we haven't brought up is Emily Carroll. Um, and she's a 10th grader, but she's got the best – she's got the purest stroke shooting the ball I think that I've ever seen. And I've been around this game a long time. Um, so the other night she had she had five threes against Long Beach. Um, and what she does is she comes to the gym, and, and Hannah does too. They're, they're best friends. They're inseparable. Hannah, Emily – and Holly, and they'll come to the gym at night after we put in two hours, two hours and 15 minutes, and they'll generally shoot for about an hour. Um, and, and you, you know, you could, you could come in here, you can watch, and they'll have Christian music on in the background. It's As a coach, I mean, it makes me proud. Um, so that's the kind of work they put in, and that's why they shoot the ball as well as they do. It, uh, it's not by accident. So, Cliff, when you've got some um, young ladies there who can really – fill it up offensively like what are you what are your sets looking like like what are y'all trying to do cliff to try to create some space and to get them some open looks yeah so you know a lot of teams down the stretch here are going to be man they're going to be straight man so we do have we do have multiple sets um but 
from here on out, what, what's going to happen is, and what Long Beach did too, is they're going to press us from from the start from the start of the game to the finish of the game. So you're not going to get to run a lot of sets. I mean, it, the the best way to be to press is is to just is to attack it. I mean, that's the only way you can do it. Um, you know, so as as far as running sets against Brookhaven, they will press us 92 feet. Or if we play Hattiesburg, they'll press us 92 feet because you know they think they have better athletes. Um, and so, in order to beat it, you just got to attack it. I mean, you, you know, because they're going to put so much pressure on Hannah, they're going to leave kids open. Um, it's just they'll have to just execute. And defensively, Cliff, if you're mismatched. If- to say it that way, athletically, how do you hold up on the defensive end? Like, what's y'all's philosophy on that side of the ball? Well, our philosophy on that side of the ball is we play man, but we I've got Hannah Mitchell who will generally guard. She'll guard, you know, one of the weaker players, and, and her basketball IQ is through the roof. So she helps, and she can help. You know, she kind of stays midline, which is, you know, she don't really come outside the paint on whoever she's guarding, and she helps. And we and we play man defense. Now we've got some athletes, um, and and they're athletic. Uh, but we generally have help, heavy help, um, and we can go zone. But but I don't really like to go zone a whole lot um, because you can have kids who aren't even very good hit shots. Um, so we generally play man, and we generally play heavy help. So that's our defensive philosophy. Cliff, if the Lady Devils are going to make a run in these playoffs, what? What thing do y'all need to continue to do well and then something with your coach's hat on, something that you'd like to see improve that would give y'all a chance to make a deep playoff run? Yeah, I mean, in order to be, in order to win Friday night, we're going to have to do one thing and do it well, and that is break a press. Um, Long Beach did it, and they've got athletes, um, but it still gave us a little bit of trouble. Um, and so as a coach, that's going to be the big point of emphasis. Because if you can't break it, it's going to be a long night. But if you can break it and you can make them pay, you know, two things, they'll get out of it. Or, I mean, you, you, can, you can compete. But if you keep turning it over and turning it over against these kids who are athletes, uh, it, could be a, it could get ugly quick. Um, so that's the biggest point of emphasis as coaches, as players. Um, and as far as what I'd like to, to see is just continue to shoot the ball well. I mean, uh, Hannah Mitchell shot at 50% from the field, and I think Emily Carroll shot at 46% from the field. Um, and they're both averaging, you know, over the last five games, probably 14, 15 points a game. So uh, that's what I'd like to see, and that's what we're gonna we're gonna have to see in order to compete on Friday. Cliff, we've talked a lot about y'all's philosophy and your players, your staff, the folks that are helping you there and, and career build uh, this winning team. Uh, talk a little bit about the help you're receiving. Yeah, so that, that's a good question. And, you know, you don't get that question a lot, man, so that's one of the better questions. So the, the guy who, who is the assistant coach for me, his name is Caleb Mitchell. And this guy, he's not an assistant. Like, if you, if you can even watch on film, I'm bouncing our ideas around with him the entire game. Um, and his little sister is the best basketball player at our school, Hannah Mitchell. Um, you know, and another thing about Hannah is Hannah has four older brothers. She's the only girl. And, and you can tell the way she plays. Um, it, it's a joy to watch. So Caleb Mitchell is the assistant coach, and he's, he's amazing. Uh, couldn't do what I do without him. And also, I get a lot of help from Coach Stevens. Believe it or not, I like 
I, he's really, really smart when it comes to X's and O's and, and, and plays and stuff like that. So, so hold on, um, Cliff. I'm going to pause you right there. So that's a Duke and Carolina guys kind of helping each other right there. Am I getting that right? That's right. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Duke and Carolina. Yeah, now – now I know uh, Dennis Seal was a big North Carolina guy, but yeah, I'm a you know me and you we're big Duke people. <laughs> That's but, right. But yeah, he does, man. He's really good with X's and O's. That's awesome, Cliff. Man, it's so cool to see the success y'all are having, continued success, man. And it was good catching up with you, Cliff. Thank you again. You too, Clay. I appreciate it, man. Thank you, brother. Johnson Farms and Meat Market. Where can you find a full service butcher shop that carries only the finest beef? from Mississippi farm-raised corn-fed cattle? Why, that would be Johnson Farms and Meat Market in Picayune. Shop at johnsonfarms.com or stop in at the corner of Highway 11 and North Hall in Picayune. Johnson Farms and Meat Market, where quality beef begins. We're now pumped to be joined by head men's basketball coach for the Picayune Maroon Tide, Eric Vienni, and one of my favorite spots in all of the world, Kelly Wise, Jim here, and Coach, you've got a little time as you just come off a district championship. Congratulations on that. You, um, you. Now you get some time as you won't really know your opponent till tomorrow, so you'll tip off here, which is a luxury on Saturday night. Tell us what this week looks like. You're used to playing a couple games at least in a week, and now you've got a little layoff. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, first, is a is a great opportunity for um, these boys to to win that district um, championship. Something that uh, we we we've been talking about since so we uh, we started this season, and uh, we had some ups and downs. And but you know, it's a positive season, and we got a lot of young guys. Uh, we're still learning how to play. And uh, 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 this week is a long week. Um, we we have to be smart about it. Um, uh, we got to find a way to keep um, the, the, those guys interested and stay focused and stay in great condition, uh, you know, uh, for, for that opportunity on, on Saturday for the second round. And, of course, uh, we're still waiting for who we're going to face, either West Jones or, or South Jones. So um, uh, we, we, we got to figure a way to just keep those guys uh, uh, focused and humble and and. and, and uh, 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 have that desire to go try to do something great. Coach, your your team's a lot of fun to watch. The the makeup of your, your team, you can make the three ball with your guards, and then you have um, some size and athleticism who can shoot the basketball, too. If you will, for our listeners that haven't had a chance to, to see you play, just kind of describe your club and y'all style of play. Well, we, we – uh... We want to be a high-tempo uh, uh, type of teams where um, uh, we, we push the ball in transition. Um, we have uh, 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 our guards um, uh, 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 continue to improve. And we, we're fortunate that uh, uh, throughout this season they, they've been able to, to make some shots uh, from outside. And also we have uh, a little size. We, in our district we have uh, 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 one of the most athletic and uh, Kid uh, in our district, uh, 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 Isaac Bryce, who give us a, um, a good presence inside uh, on defense. He 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 try to deter all all those shots and play with great passion, and, and that's what we want. And uh, we we all our guards feed off of that, and uh, kind of we we find a way to to stay balanced 
uh, in our game, play inside and out. And, uh, and some of those nights, uh, like uh, that championship game, uh, uh, all our guards just uh, they flourish from make, making those shots from outside, that, which is uh, a little luxury. But uh, you know those things, uh, you just got to stay sharp. Uh, we got to find a way to stay engaged and try to find a way to, to stay sharp. Coach, me and my son were here the night y'all played Hancock, and Bryce made one of the best blocks that I've seen a high school player make. He, it, for NBA fans, it was the LeBron James kind of chase down uh, tight blocks, but the game's changed so much. Your size, and you still look like you're in great player shape, but when I saw you play high school basketball out here, you were a very nice-sized guard. Um, Bryce, he's going to play and he's going to move around. He's just not going to go to the block where you can find him. Has it been interesting to you, Eric, to see the way that the game has kind of changed? I mean, Coach Shaw has a kid that size. He's going to make him basically go to the block. Absolutely. You know, Coach Dean Shaw, the legendary coach here. But now you've got to kind of let him float and come from the free throw line to the wing. Well, it, it, it's true that a game has changed. And since uh, I was in high school, uh, uh, and now uh, uh, guys can move around. You, you see it even in, uh, at the next next level, guys were uh, uh, Isaac size who can play outside, shoot the ball, do all those things. And we want uh, 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 all our guards, all our the ones uh, that plays inside, to do the same type of drills. Uh, um, so they, uh, nothing is foreign to them. See, if they find themselves, and if they're capable to make those plays just like guards, uh, uh, we want them to do so. So they have to be ready for that type of opportunities. If, uh, if they're ready and they see that opportunity, we want them to rise. So um, that's our philosophy. And uh, we've been fortunate this year, and uh, these guys continue. We, we still have a long way to go, but um, uh, we like where we're at. And, uh, we, we hope that we, 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 we stay humble and stay hungry and just look forward and see what, what's going to happen. Coach, you mentioned a couple of the keys there. I'll ask for one more. If uh, Picky Maroon Ty is going to get a chance to make that trip up to Jackson, what are some things or one thing in particular that you would like for your club to do a little bit better than what you've seen or, or something that they're doing well now that you think, boy, if we can just take one more step in that direction, we'll have a chance to get that gold ball. Well, uh, uh, for these guys, you know, for us, it's always how can we get better from last game or, or, or how can we improve? We have a, a lot of areas that we, we know we're not doing well. I would love to see all my guards, first of all, be able to make shots every game because we work on those. Um, also, and uh, be able to finish uh, around the goal and, and, and pose themselves around the goal and be able to guard and, and uh, uh, um, uh, uh, help each other create a sort of wall inside our defense. And, and from there, we can create our transition. And, and if we're able to improve those areas, I think, uh, you know, we, we, when we play that way, when we guard, we help each other, we get some stops, we rebound, I try, that's the beginning of our, our, our transition. And I know we love to run, we love to share the ball, and that's where we find those wide open shots and, and play that type of game. Um, if we continue to improve, um, it, 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 that would be great uh, because when we play that way, we play. I think we play a good style of basketball. Absolutely. Thanks, Coach, and continued success. Absolutely. Thank you so much. 
How do you unwind? Whether it's hunting, riding horses, or just sitting around a campfire, it's better on land you own. Southern Ag Credit can finance that land. Give our Gulf Port office a call at 228-832-5582 or visit us online at southernagcredit.com. Coach Tadlock, we appreciate you taking time for the podcast, coming off of another district title win. How's it feel on this Monday morning? Uh, definitely feels a lot better uh, being district champs. Uh, we, we beat a really good Lanier team uh, Friday, and uh, with that win, it gives us home court advantage throughout. So, um, you know, if there's any road that makes it any easier, obviously being at home uh, definitely does that. So we're very grateful this morning. Coach, your fourth year there, I've already had two state titles and a runner-up to your credit. Just awesome success uh, for the Raymond Rangers. What do you attribute that success to, Coach? Um, it's the buy-in from everybody, from the players, the community, administration. Everybody's uh, pulling the same way, and everybody's on the same page. And uh, there's, There hasn't been a time since I've been here. Uh, this is actually my fifth year here, um, and, and we've – I've never been told no when it comes to if I need equipment or just anything. I mean, from the community standpoint, they support us. And, um, you know, that's, that goes so far. You know, a lot of people think it just happens on the court. You know, one of the mottos that we always talk about, you know, you win long before you ever step on the floor. We have a great faculty and staff. You know, our teachers work well with our athletes here. And that's some of the times those things get overlooked, you know, because, again, everybody thinks it just happens in between the lines, but um, I can assure you our success is, you know, credits way before we ever step on that floor each night. Coach, y'all be the number one ranked uh, 4A program as we head into the state playoffs, and it's a quick turnaround. Play tomorrow night against Newton County. Um, kind of describe that. You win the district title, and then in 4A, there is no uh, bye or opening round week uh, to kind of prepare, so you've got to turn around and get ready for action again on Tuesday. Oh, for sure. You know, there, there's not a lot of time to celebrate. You know, we celebrated Friday night on the way back. And, you know, me and my staff, we were on the bus ride home, you know, watching video of, you know, who we, you know, could potentially play. And we ended up playing the Newton County team. And they finished uh, fourth in their division. And, you know, and, uh, like I said earlier, you know, we are glad. We're looking for the opportunity to represent what we do every night. And um, like I said, there's no buy, so we have to jump right back into it. But uh, we're excited to try to make this run uh, toward another state championship. Coach, when you took over Raymond, and correct me if I'm wrong, but they were a state title team the year before. And so that that looks really attractive, and you're certainly walking into a place with some talent. Uh, that's shown by that. But there's also, I'm going to play devil's advocate, there's also a chance to, to kind of take a step back as the new coach there. And then, if I'm reading correctly, uh, the record didn't indicate that y'all got off to a, a great start that first year. Kind of walk us back through the beginning of your coaching career there with Raymond. Um, it's funny that you asked that because, you know, when I got this job, a lot of people, you know, why would you take that job? You know, they just, you know, and so, but... Uh, the buy-in was, you know, you know, instantaneously when I first got here, um, and I and I attribute a lot of that success early on. My best players were my best leaders, and you know, so that helped out a lot. And um, 
when I first got this job, I was looking over the schedule from the year before, and Coach Robert Green, who's now at Tupelo, uh, he did a great job, won a state championship at Clinton, and they're well on their way this year to having another deep playoff run uh, toward Jackson. But, um, I, you know, I was even talking to him, and, you know, I knew that was the first time we had won state, you know, in 20 years, you know, 19, 20 years. So I knew we were going to be the team to beat. You know, we weren't going to be able to sneak up on people anymore. And so I knew we had to make the schedule really tough. And, you know, before I got to Raymond, I was assistant coach of Meridian. So being on that 6A level, I knew how important it was to go schedule, you know, tough teams every single night and then to go schedule tough teams on the road. You know, I think that's where you really gauge, you know, the success of your program and of your team. Can you win and can you go compete on the road? And so, you know, we added, I think, Brandon right out the gate that year. We had Murr on the schedule. Uh, we always play Meridian. Um, there was a couple more Callaway in that run. Canton was loaded that year. So I just knew we had the advantage after we played those tough teams to jump back into 4A. And 4A was really tough that year too, but I knew playing those bigger teams were going to prepare us for a playoff run later. And I, and I educated the guys on that early. I said, guys, my whole goal is not to go undefeated. You know, my goal is to make sure we're put in position you know, to make a run at a state championship. And I can tell you this, with us winning state last year, people's already got us circled, whether they're a 5A school, 6A school, it didn't matter. We were the 4A state champs, so we want to beat them. And I knew if we could just survive until Christmas, which we did, you know, we had a chance to make a run. And I think we finished with 20 straight wins that year. And we didn't, I think, have another game that was in double figures. So um, that first year was a lot of fun because we had – you know, some lows early, and we kept everybody together. The guys didn't waver. They didn't quit. You know, they didn't get down. They stayed the course. And, you know, ever since then, you know, I've been able to put my stamp on this program, and that's as a head coach, that's what you want to do. And, you know, the next year we came back and we won it again, and we had, we had to replace all five starters from the year before. So that group was a lot of fun too because when we won it the first year, a lot of people thought, oh, okay, well, they're done now, and they lost all five starters. You know, and then we even lost our first man off the bench that, that year, too. So we lost six seniors. And then we came back the next year and won it again. And it just kind of proved that what we were doing, you know, it worked. And so, and ever since then, you know, even though we hadn't won state, we, you know, we finished runner-up. But we've had a lot of success. And, again, I, I just credit to everybody, you know, that has a hand in this program. And, and this is a great community to be in. Coach Tad, like, just reading uh... – it looked. It, it seems like you had a kid, and and I should have this last name in front of me. But you had a kid that you wanted to slim down some, and you talked to him about the importance of what that would mean to us play on the court. And it seemed like he balled in, was able to um, slender down maybe ten, fifteen, twenty pounds. But on an individual basis, he balled in. You won him. It translated on the court. You talk about team buy-in, but seeing that individual success for the kids early, how much did that did that one-on-one -on -one interaction with a student athlete, you know, spread across the team? Yeah, that's that, that's a good question because um, when I first got here, uh, he was six five, six six, and the kid is Jacory Smith, and I knew. Thank you, Coach. I should have had that name in front of me. Yeah. Ja'Cory Smith, and he's actually at East Mississippi. He's uh, All-American over there. When I tell you a super kid, comes from a great family. Um, the thing I loved about that kid the most, he's a winner. You know, and, and winners do everything that it takes to win. You know, and, and that sounds cliche, but, you know, this day and time, kids want to score the ball. They don't want to take charges. You know, they want the no-look pass. They don't, they don't want to make the simple one. You know, so finding a kid that's a true winner 
is hard this day and time, you know, because everybody wants the ESPN highlight reel and things of that nature. But uh, when I first got here, he, I knew, I was like, if this kid could ever get in shape enough. And it wasn't like, if you looked at him, you wouldn't think he was just out of shape. But I knew if he slimmed up and toned up, and when I tell you he attacked the weight room, he attacked everything that I asked him to do. And on any other team in the state that year, he would have been a, a starter every night. He would have been a 18 to 22 point guy. He averaged probably 13 or 14 points a game for us off the bench. He, he, we, his role was defined more than anybody's. He would sit there about the first four minutes and about that four minute mark, he knew he was going in the game and, it, and most nights he would never come back out. And what was even more rewarding with us winning state that year, obviously he was a huge piece and I had him returning next, the following year. Well, when it came time to vote for the Dandy Dozen, obviously, which is one of the top 12 players in the state, he was a, a easy selection. And this kid never started a game his junior year. So that that makes me, as a coach, you know, being able to coach a kid that's unselfish like that. He didn't care about starting. He was all about the team. And then when it was his time to be a senior, of course, he started every game, and he was one of our best leaders. You know, we would never have a bad practice, you know, and he was one of the reasons why. He was going to bring energy. He was going to coach the guys up. He was going to, you know, stay in there behind hard, too. I mean, he was going to, you know, do everything, not just pat him on the back. But when it was time to coach him hard, he would do that, too. And so he was almost like an extension of me on the floor just because he was such a great leader. And um, I, I could tell you many stories of different kids that bought in, but his is one of the most unique because you don't see too many Dandy Dozen kids not start their junior year, you know, but then come out their senior year and he's named Dandy Dozen. And then, of course, he was first-team All-State and, you know, led us to another state championship. And, he was MVP of the state championship game, you know, his senior year. And so, um, like I say, stories like that as a coach make you feel really good. And, you know, just because, like I say, the unselfish parts, you don't see, you know, a lot of that this day and time. Coach, you talked about your scheduling, probably the first schedule that you put together there at Raymond. It, it looks like you've kept that same philosophy. Talk to us about the mindset of going um, not just, you know, north or south but getting out of the state for a tournament when y'all have a break from school and, and how that can lead to exposing your kids maybe to a different level of talent and how, how that helps you district play and playoff runs yeah and, and that's one thing we always take pride in me and my staff uh i've never been the, the coach to say i want to go 25 and 2 and schedule a bunch of easy wins and you know, so I can walk around all summer and say, man, we went 25-2. and two, And people say, what rounds don't make it to? Oh, we got beat in the first round. Mm -hmm. or we got beat in the second round. And we may get beat in the first or second round. But it's not going to be because we, you know, didn't put a tough schedule together. And I also feel like the harder the games you play, um, the more exposure you give, you know, to your kids. You know, every showcase we were invited to this year, uh, we were able to play in those games. Uh, we went to the Lighthouse Classic and played one of the top five teams out of Louisiana, which is Madison Prep. Uh, they have a kid, I think, that's committed to Clemson or Seton Hall. One of, he's got a bunch of Division One offers, big 6'9 kid. And, uh, we went to the out-of-state tournament in Arkansas, and we played um, two Arkansas teams, and then we played the number one team out of Missouri. They got a 7'3 kid who's phenomenal. Yeah, they got Larry Hughes' son on the team. <laughs> they got a point guard that's got Division One offers. So I just know putting my guys on those big stages like that, you know, um, when we go to Arkansas, we play in an arena that holds – I think six or 7,000, you know, seats. So it kind of resembles the Coliseum mm -hmm. feel, you know. So when you do make it to the big house, a lot of teams walk in down there, you know, wide-eyed and, you know, it's almost, you know, surreal to them. And mm -hmm. for us, it's, this is just another this is just another game, you know. And so 
Um, I do, and then obviously in state. I mean, we played Starkville, you know, in the Rumble in the South. You know, we played Clinton. You know, they're really talented. Meridian. Um, I mean, I, the list goes on. Uh, Lanier. They're obviously in our district. I mean, they obviously prepare us. We played them three times this year, and they're really tough. And so, um, again, the the schedule. I always feel like the tougher schedule you play is going to prepare you when you get to this time of year. Because one thing I, I never worry about. Uh, like last year, we finished number two. And uh, we had to go uh, on the road twice in the playoffs. We had to go to Quitman, and then we had to go to past Christiana on the coast. And so we had to do that in a matter of 48 hours because, I don't know if you remember, we had the, the ice storm last oh, year. So, yeah. Wow. yeah, so we had to play four games in a week. We had to go Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, and then the Coliseum was on Monday. And so we were able to go on the road twice and, you know, have two-and-a-half-hour bus rides and win. Mm. And I credit that because we, we played a tough schedule, and we always do. So – um, I think we were 0-2 starting this year, and um, we had some stuff going on and so uh, had some injuries and things of that nature. And We went to Callaway at 0-2, and everybody was like, man, Callaway going to blow them out, and then we, we go in and there. So that's why I say like we never get rattled. Even though we started out preseason number one and then we lost the first two games out the gate, we, you know, we never get rattled. You know, We try to stay even keel because I always tell my guys, you never get too high, you never get too low, just stay even keel the whole time. And everything will work out the way it's supposed to. And so that tough scheduling obviously prepares us for this time of year. And, and if, if you if you want to try to win a gold ball, you got to go play people, you know, to prepare you because you're never going to win games in the playoffs that are going to be easy every single night. There's going to be a time where it's going to get tough. So you got to prepare your guys for that, and I feel like we do that. Coach, you mentioned the gold ball, the 2022 Rangers. If they're going to hoist that gold ball, what do you all need to keep doing well? And what do you like about this club uh, coach is going to give you a chance. Um, I think, you know, just obviously going through the fire together, you know, like I just stated, starting out 0-2, that showed us a lot, you know, because we've never been preseason number one at Raymond. And so uh, being able to start out 0-2, a lot of coaches would be like, why would you be thankful for that? Well, I was thankful for it because it showed me who my team was early. You know, I got a chance to see, you know, that these guys aren't going to quit. They're not going to fold when things get tough, you know, because, of course, people – start talking about you and you don't know what you're doing and the players aren't any good. And, mm-hmm. and we just kind of stuck together. And then my assistant mentioned it the other day, we kind of got on this run. I think we won maybe 15 in a row. And, and I said, you know, I, I hadn't realized we hadn't lost the game in state since November. You know, we lost to the team out of, you know, Missouri and Arkansas, but you know, the last game we lost was to uh, Meridian and then Madison prep in November. And since then we've lost to one at, at uh, Arkansas, but um, those are the type of things, like just knowing what kind of team you have, the DNA of it. I like I like the toughness of this group. Um, I like the depth of this team. You know, we can play nine or ten guys, and we haven't we haven't been able to do that since my second year. And uh, and so just being able to look down that bench and know when we sub, you know, we have energy guys, we have guys that can come in and score it, and they they know their roles too. You know, I mean that this team kind of reminds me of that team. You know, my second one, I got guys that could probably start on teams, but. You know, they accepted their roles coming off the bench, and, you know, they play a lot of minutes. And so, um, you know, I just feel like this time of year, one of the main things, too, you got to be able to guard. You know, it doesn't matter how much we can score. You know, we had a grind game against um, Lanier the other night. We scored 83 and 79 points the first two times we played them, and this time we, we scored 52. But we also held them to 47 this time, you know, so, which was, you know, I, I was just hoping that. Just to interrupt you, because this this always intrigues me in basketball. So that when the score changes that much, which staff or which team 
made a concerted effort to kind of to slow it down. I said, we're going to get into a rock fight. Was that y'all or them, Coach? I'm going to tell you this. It was kind of both. Uh, we, we, it was a much slower-paced game. Uh, each possession was more valued. In the first game, it was almost, you know, like a track meet. And in the second game, we went over there on their senior night, and, uh, you know, we were able to get up uh, after halftime by about maybe 17, 18. And so we just kind of coasted in that game. Um, but this one uh, was a lot different. It had that that championship, you know, feel to mm. it, you know, just because each possession, like I say, it wasn't just a lot of running and gunning and a bunch of turnovers. You know, each team did a really good job of guarding. And, you know, one of their better players, I think he went for 31 game against us and then 40-something the next game, and he had 11 the other night. Wow. And just, just like on our side, we had a kid go for 30 another night. I think he may have had 10 or 11 as well. So uh, we both, I thought, did a good job of containing each other's, you know, better players. But, um, like I say, just we were a little bit tougher in the end. And, again, that's what it took because, like I say, they're they're a really tough team. And, obviously, they're the 4A, defending 4A state champs for a reason. So, But we were glad to get out of there with a win. Coach, is there a college coach or an NBA coach or – or any coach that you kind of pattern yourself after that you've stolen some of their stuff, maybe a philosophy or two that you try to incorporate in. Is there is there one of those coaches that you kind of look to and maybe mimic a bit? Um, uh, Randy Bolden at Mississippi College. He's he's my mentor. He um, I played for him when I played at Pearl High School, and he actually hired me as his assistant as soon as I graduated from Southern Miss. And uh, me and him worked together five years. Uh, in Meridian, and, you know, before I got the head job at um, at Raymond, and he went on to be the head coach at, you know, at Jones County um, Junior College, and then now he's the head coach at Mississippi College. But, you know, I learned a lot from him, you know, working for him. I mean, he, like I said, I can call him anytime. I mean, him uh, talk ball, talk life, whatever it may be. Uh, worked with Ron Norman, a uh, really good coach at Meridian, worked him for, with the um, 2016-2017. We won a state championship together. And, um, so I learned a lot from him as well. Uh, and there's just a few on the college level, like I say, the ones that run consistent programs every single year, the Gonzagas, hmm. you know, and, and like I said, the reason I like like them, I mean, I, I like Duke, North Carolina, those, but I'm not saying it's a little easier to get talent to those places, sure. but seeing how Mark Few built that program up and obviously did a great job of maintaining it, you know, because I mean, I'm not saying it's a hard job getting kids to go out west, but the Kansas, the Dukes, the Kentuckys, it's a lot easier to get kids there. And so just seeing how he built that program and what he valued, you know, those are the things that obviously I like about Mark Few. And um, obviously we got some really good high school coaches across the state of Mississippi, you know, and I think they're, they're well-deserving of opportunities as well. And even in the junior college ranks, there's, there's coaches that I, you know, I like on that level as well. But those would be the two that I say I, I pattern after the most. Coach, we're going to show, your, show our age. I'm not sure if y'all – of yours i'm 41 my son's 11 and and he loves loves basketball and he thinks you know mark few and them he thinks they're a a a blue blue blood just always been there and i'm thinking man this you know that's kind of a statement in itself on on the way that he's built that program correct it is and uh you're a little bit older than i am but i've kind of grown you know like i say to just see how he did things. And I'm going to tell you another guy when he was at Florida, I like Billy Donovan. You know, I just like seeing, you know, guys like that just build programs. And then obviously I know he's had success in the NBA, but not quite as much as he did in college. But, you know, I, I just like the discipline they have. I like how they run their program, how they interact with their kids, the culture building stuff. 
you know, that's one thing we try to do here at Raymond. We have, you know, culture building activities and things like that. You know, um, we have a team room in our new gym and it's, uh, we, we have weekly talks and it's not just in regards to basketball, it's in regards to life and everything else, because that's one thing that I value once they dribble that ball for the last time. I hope I've instilled enough life lessons within them where they don't have to use the basketball to be successful. Mm. You know, they can use who they are, you know, to get to where they're trying to go. Coach, I know you've got a ton of things to do. I appreciate you letting us steal 15, 20 minutes of your time. Continued success. It's been cool to watch you from afar and see what you've already been able to accomplish in your young career there. Well, I appreciate you having me on this morning. I appreciate, you know, just what you're doing, just bringing people on and using your platform to – reach out to different people and for them to be able to express what they're doing within their programs as well. So appreciate all that you're doing and thank you for having me. Thank you, coach. If you're looking for granite, quartz, quartzite, or marble, come see Angela Burmaster at Exotic Stones located at 6985 Highway 11 North in Carrier, Mississippi, or at their brand new showroom located at 1171 Highway 90 in Bay St. Louis. Angela and her staff will help you select the perfect color scheme and will fabricate and install any residential or commercial project that you have. Angela's low prices and personal touch can't be beat. Also, mention the Talking Ball podcast and Angela will throw in a free sink with your installation. For the carrier location, call 601-798-4334 or for the Bay St. Louis showroom, Call 228-344-3003. We're honored now to be joined by Sieber Wendham, the head coach of the Powerhouse Program down in Biloxi, coming off a district championship this past weekend. Coach Wendham, thanks for taking time for the podcast. Thanks for having me. Coach, let's go back to that ball game, the district title game. Down at the half, but found a way to win it in the second half off a great guard play. Will you kind of describe what the halftime was like and then those guards that you have, man, are some special players? Yeah, you know, we, we feel like we have one of the best backcourts in the state with, uh, you know, with Duran Parrish and, and Blake Hart. Uh, halftime, we was down, of course, playing Guffle for the third time. Um, it's, it's always tough. We've beaten them twice. Uh, Gulfport's one of the premier programs in, in the state. They've Won numerous, numerous of state titles. Uh, Coach Owen Miller is one of one of, one of the top three uh, coaches in in the state. His program is is very very tough. Um, so what what we had to do is uh, scrap up another game plan and and, and and go to our pressing game plan and try try to speed them up um, and 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 set some good screens for our, our our shooters coming off screens and it worked out in the in the second half. Coach, when you look at your time at Biloxi, of course, won back-to-back uh, state titles as a player, won as a coach as well. And you mentioned Gulfport. Biloxi and Gulfport, to me, when you think of Coast basketball, they certainly uh, go together. It's kind of like we have our own little mini Jackson down here on the yeah. on the coast. Just what makes Biloxi basketball so special, Coach? Well, uh, you know, I, I really think that, you know, we have a great community down here in, in Biloxi. Um, you know, just the, uh, coming from Jackie Laird, who really put the, the whole program on the map in the, in the late eighties, uh, when we won the back-to-back state championships, of course, I was the, 
I was a point guard on that team. And then we brought on John Q, uh, who, who, who won two state championships. And then I was assistant coach. And then they gave me the job. I was honored, I was honored to get the job. And so we've kind of kept it in the family, which, which, which is very rare to kind of keep, uh, you know, the, the Biloxi tree all in the family. Uh, all guys, you know, went to Biloxi, coached to Biloxi, um, things like that. So that's just a special thing. And, and, we, and we've been able to be real successful doing that. Really neat to see the way that, as you said, that, and I described it as a powerhouse, but have been able to keep it going year after year. Coach, you yeah. mentioned having to play Gulfport for the third time. Yeah. They're, of course, a, a mm -hmm. district made of y'alls. Let's talk about that district and how okay. that play year in and year out prepares somebody yeah. uh, to mm -hmm. make a deep run out of this coast region. Yeah, you know, we've, uh, you know, we've been in this district a, a couple times, District 8, with Gulfport, a uh, powerhouse. Harrison Central is a powerhouse. They've been to two back-to-back -back Final Fours. Uh, they've got a Danny Dozen over there. Um, and then you've got Hancock. And, and Hancock is, I think they won almost 20 games this year. They were, they were really, really good this year. Uh, so we felt like arguably we had one of the tougher districts in the whole, in the whole entire, entire state. Uh, but it's just a, you know, it's just, just a district that every night that you, you know that you've got to go to war, you've got to really, you got to really play well. And we feel like we've had, you know, we, we've got three or four teams that whoever gets out of the district can make an, can make a final four run. Coach, your coaching philosophy. We had Coach Olney on the program um, mm -hmm. a week ago, and of course, he's yeah. he's benefiting from the twins that that you oh, sent yeah. him up there. He's had an extended mm -hmm. stay with those guys because of, of course, the COVID year. But you look at those guys; they're front court uh, players, mm -hmm. if you will. If there is such a thing, I'll ask you that question: Is is there a difference back court, front court, with the way that the game? is played now and in your versatility you know yeah. when you had them i would think right. that y'all were front court heavy now we're talking mm -hmm. guard play your philosophy yeah. and how it fits different types of players yeah well the the game has definitely changed in in, in the last 10 or 15 years you know you used to can call it a back court a back court usually your, your, your smaller guards and your front court usually your bigger guards but now things have definitely changed uh, even even for us this year uh, we, you know, we don't have a lot of size. So what I did was I actually started, uh, at the four, I started, a, a, another guard at the four, which was actually my, my backup point guard last year, which is only about six foot six one. Uh, so, so I'm starting, so I'm starting four, four guards. So a lot of people are doing that. I think, I think people really kind of got that maybe from, 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 from the Europe style mm -hmm. of basketball, you know, playing, playing small and, uh, you know, playing four out and, and, and one, just one big inside, and, and, and I think we've kind of taken that a little bit. Uh, you know, sometimes the, the only thing about it is sometimes you can get out-rebounded. You know, let's say, like, for instance, we play Gulfport tonight, Gulfport, uh, they're 6'8", six, 6'9", six, inside, and we're about 6'2", six, 6'3", six, inside. So, you know, that's the that's the other opposition, you know, whenever you do play small ball, but that's just part of the game now. I mean, every, everybody's doing it, and it looks like, it's you know, it's become successful. Coach, your time, I've, when I looked, and this may not still be good information, but some of the research preparing for the interview, um, mm -hmm. assist leader up at William Carey. Talk about your time mm -hmm. as a player there yeah. and how much you learned and how that's translated to you being a coach these years later. Oh, absolutely. Uh, my time at William Carey was great. Um, I got a chance to play point guard there. Uh, I got a chance to play, play a little baseball there. So I played baseball and basketball there. 
for, for, for a couple of years. Uh, I got a chance to learn a lot of basketball through Coach Coach Steve Knight. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I think Coach Knight may be the winningest coach in the state of Mississippi. I um, that's right, just, Coach. Yeah, you know, just, just with his win, so that kind of speaks for itself. Uh, but when you get a chance to play uh, four years of college basketball, um, I had a good group around me, and a lot of the guys who I played with are now coaching, like Coach Brumfields at Oak Grove. Uh, Ron Norman is one of the best coaches in the state at Meridian. We all played on the same team. There's a couple other guys that, that I played with on my team uh, that who, who, who are now coaching. Uh, Boo, Boo Hardy, uh, I played with him, was at Harrison Central. Uh, there's about four or five other guys, but – you know the, the the time was great. I got a chance to learn from 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 Coach Knight, and it's nothing it's nothing better than getting a chance to play college ball with a really good coach who teaches you teaches you what to do and prepare you to be to be a coach. Coach, when you look at this 2022 version of Biloxi, if the Indians are going to mm-hmm. make a long run in these playoffs, mm-hmm. what are what could you give us a couple things that maybe from the coach's standpoint you'd like to see your team approve upon, and then. Maybe yeah. one or two things like, hey, if we can just keep doing this, we'll be okay. Yeah, I think probably the probably the improvement side is always rebounding the basketball. Um, another improvement side is that uh, you know going in a stretch of a game, you got to limit your turnovers, and sometimes we get into a, a, a situation where we kind of get sped up and playing playing a little bit too fast. Uh, and then at the end of the at the end of the games, you got to make free throws, and we've been kind of up and down this year making making our free throws or whatnot. Uh, so that's probably the, the, the three areas I think that we've really, really got to improve on. Uh, but I, I want to say the things that we've got to keep keep doing is, uh, you know, we're doing a good job of sharing the basketball. You know, when you get a chance to share the basketball, everybody gets a chance to touch the basketball. It makes the defense hard to guard you whenever whenever you're sharing the basketball. And, uh, for instance, my, my leading scorer the other night in the district championship, Duran Parish, uh, he had a triple-double. You know, so, you know, you know, you don't you don't see a, a whole lot of high school kids getting triple doubles. That means that the ball is, is moving around. Everybody's touching the basketball. Yeah, as a former point guard, that's got to do your heart good, huh, Coach? Oh, oh absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> coach, absolutely. I can't thank you enough. I know it's a busy time of year. We yeah. appreciate you and continued success, sir. All right. Thank you, and I appreciate you having me. Absolutely. Thank you, Coach. With fall and cooler weather just around the corner, there's no better time to head out to Brothers in Arms. It's Hattiesburg's premier outdoor gun range. It is located at 4657 Highway 49 South. Whether you're a new shooter or an experienced one, all are invited to shoot on the safe and family-oriented range. Go check them out and inquire about their annual memberships, hourly rates, as well as their training classes they offer. Once again, that's Brothers in Arms Outdoor Range at 4657 Highway 49 South in Hattiesburg. And remember, always keep your sights pointed downrange. We are pumped now to be joined by Russell Mitchell. He's the new head football coach at Germantown High School. Russell, thanks for taking time for the podcast. Of course, Clay. Thanks for having me. Russell, we were talking off the air, and I'll just start off this way, man. How excited are you for this opportunity? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited, Clay. Uh, you know, something I've worked my entire career for, 19 years now, been at it as an assistant coach, you know, and uh, was in a good spot. Probably had one of the better assistant coaching jobs in the state at Oak Grove. Really, really good people, you know, that I worked there for and worked with. And we had 
awesome players. And it's, just, it's just a really good situation. So uh, it, was a, it was a hard decision to make, you know, leaving there. But um, in the end, Germantown just presented too great of an opportunity for me and my family, and, and we decided to accept it and get, not, get my first uh, crack at a head coaching job and, you know, going to be moving the family and all that sort of thing. So it's a, it's a, it's a big adventure for us. Um, we, we couldn't be more excited about it. Russell, you mentioned being in a good spot, and that's really the best time to to maybe have another awesome opportunity. You don't have to leave for something you necessarily didn't didn't want to leave for. So, what appealed uh, to you about the Germantown opportunity? Well, you know, um, it's just a such a fast growing area, a really good school district. Um, great people you know i could tell throughout the interview process that i'd be working for some really great people and um it's one of the like i told like i told a lot of people you know um, i wasn't just going to run off and take any head coach job that i found anywhere Uh, i really felt like it was a place where my family could be happy we could be successful as a program and i think i've got a lot to to bring to the table um so yeah but just it's just in a lot of ways it's just uh just really a dream come true Russell, you you said nineteen years coaching experience you made me feel old right off the bat early early in this one. But Leslie, if you'll if you'll humor me with kind of um, starting back from your playing days there at Picune, and if you would just give me maybe one or two takeaways from uh, what you learned about the game and about relationships, so about relating to people at each, and we can start if you don't mind with your quarterbacking days there at Picune. Yeah, man, I'm, uh, it does make you feel old when you look back on it. But <laughs> it does. Um, I was a seventh grader when when Coach Lee took over at Picky, just to kind of put it in perspective. And um, our class was the first one that kind of came through all six years under him. You know, had some really good teammates. I played quarterback at Picky. Cody Stogner was my center. He's the head coach there now. Um, you know, Matt Riser was a teammate of mine. We graduated together. Richard M. Hoff was a year behind me. Um, J.W. Rawls was one of the wide receivers I got to throw to occasionally. Um, <laughs> Ian Oliver, Jawan Chambers were the running backs on that team. Lance Spears played tight end. Anthony Hopkins played tight end. So we had some really good guys back then uh, that, that I was able to come up and play high school ball with and kind of fell in love with the sport. Um, we went undefeated our senior year and got lost a heartbreaker to Iberville. Um, that, that feels like it was just yesterday, but mm-hmm. it's been 20 years ago now. So, um, <clears throat> and then uh, I was a lot better golfer, though. So I got a golf got a chance to sign a golf scholarship and go play at Pearl River Community College. And um, if you can imagine it, Buddy Stevens was my junior <laughs> college golf coach at Pearl River. I can't. So, uh, oh my gracious! <laughs> yeah, and uh, so. I played golf there at Pearl River uh, a year for him, and he knew I had a football background. He thought I'd make a good coach, and he, he said, man, why don't you come out and, and coach quarterbacks for us? And I was thinking, well, I'm 19 years old, you know, and, um, <clears throat> but but I, I jumped at the opportunity. They, they only had like three paid coaches on staff at the time, you know, really, really poor administrative support as far as just what they – could, could bring to the table as far as coaching staff. So they were looking for free help, and reduced, you know, income help and all that sort of thing. And um, so I, I was able to get my feet wet under Tim Hatton. He was the head coach at Pearl River at the time. And um, 
I loved it so much. I, I stayed five years, and they uh, they helped me get through school at USM. Kind of drove back and forth from Popperville to Hattiesburg. Learned a lot under Coach Hatton. You know, he's he's the ultimate players coach. I mean, the kids loved him. Everybody had a ball. We won a bunch of games. Had some great players. Sent guys to the NFL, the SEC, um, and then I eventually graduated from USM. And uh, I had to get a real job at that point. And that's that's when I went back to to coach for for Coach Lee at Picayune there. And, um, <clears throat> Cody was with us. Coach Stogner was with us down there. Seth Smith was on the staff at the time. Uh, coach Edwards, Coach Breland's just really great coaches. You know that I had the opportunity to work alongside. Walt Esslinger was our defensive coordinator. Um, so spent eight years at Picayune there, and was fortunate enough to be a part of two state championships. Um, in 2011 and 13, then I, I moved on to Oak Grove in 2016. Uh, kind of got a chance to be a part of a little bit more modern football again. You know, obviously at Pearl River we were wide open and reverted back to the Picayune offense, and then kind of kind of kind of went back to Oak Grove. To, like I said, to a little bit more wide open attack. And I worked for Drew Causey there for the past six years. Uh, had a chance to work with Larry Dolan, Terry Underwood, um, just, you know, some Jeff Waits, some really, really good high school football coaches. Just learning from all those people that I've been around. And I've been fortunate, man. You know, you learn a little bit from everybody, I guess, and um, just taking little bits and pieces from from all those people, I guess, sort of has made me the coach that I am. And I'm hoping that a lot of those things I've learned at those places will translate to success at Germantown. Russell, when you look at it, and you're such a humble guy, you, you didn't really touch on, but thinking back on your coaching career, championships everywhere you were, is that right? I know at PRCC, I know at Picune, that was a national championship, I know of at PRCC, a state title at Picune, a state title at Oak Grove. So you've been a, a winner by a large large margin your winning percentage in all these different spots pretty high yeah i've got you russ i was just speaking to you now i was just speaking to the winning percentage and the titles at all those stops along the way that you described there yeah yeah it's been a lot of fun um you know like i said got a chance to coach a lot of good players and be around a lot of good coaches I certainly can't take credit for, for all that success, you know, just, just happy to be a, a part of it at all those places. But, you know, even at Oak Grove, you know, winning three back-to-back-to-back South State championships with three different quarterbacks, you know, um, you look at that and everybody says, well, man, this guy knows how to develop quarterbacks. Well, they were three pretty good ones. So, um, you know, I, I can't take all the credit for, for that success, certainly, but um, just been in some really good spots with some really good players you know, sometimes the stars align and you get lucky and win one. Russell, you also mentioned it's pretty cool, your background on the offensive side, the contrast between some of your stops. For people that are aware or not aware, Picune's so ground uh, heavy in the way that they run the football. Uh, arguably between them and West Point and a few more programs, the top running programs over the last 20, 25 years. Uh, and then Oak Grove, you mentioned going to throw the football, and, and you did an excellent job of mixing it up at times. Coach Hatton was a pass-heavy 
all fenced. So how does that all kind of help you put different uh, tools in that toolbox, so to speak, for the offensive side? Well, it does. You know, I'm, I'm fortunate to be able to draw from a lot of versatile experience in terms of offensive scheme, you know, and I think whenever you're coaching uh, high school football, sometimes you got to go with the hand you're dealt, you know, and, and there's not, it's not every year that you're going to have an advanced quarterback. It's not every year that you're going to have four or five receivers that can go down the field and catch it. So having that diverse background, if we need to use a tight end, we'll use a tight end. If we, we don't, you know, if we got five good wideouts and a quarterback, we can spread it out and be wide open. We can get under center. We can get the gun. We can do a lot of different things, you know. So um, the players have to match the system, and the system has to match the players. And I think, you know, with my background and experience, maybe it'll give us an opportunity to, to you know, create a situation where we can use what we've got. Well, so when you look at Germantown, still a relatively new school. So how exciting is that to be a part of kind of building the foundation, the base of, of what this program can be over the coming years? It is. It's a, it's a new place. It's been around for 10 years. Uh, started out as a 4A program. Grew through uh, 5A for the majority of the last 10 years. And then this was their second season. They just wrapped up playing 6A. Um, and I can tell you, it's a tough league. Now, Region 2 has got some heavy hitters. Uh, you know, you're looking at Clinton, Oxford, Starkville, Madison Central, Tupelo. So it's, uh, it's murderer's road, man. It's, uh, it's going to be some quality opponents, a lot of good players, a lot of good coaching that goes on in that league. But uh, hopefully, you know, being in Region 3 there, 6A at Oak Grove, you know, that's kind of kind of mirrors that where you've got Brady and Petal, Brandon, Pearl, Oak Grove, um, Terry, you know, just a lot of a lot of really good football history in those programs. So uh, we're going to have to be ready. You know, I, I've been around the kids for two days, and I can tell you that they they know how to work, um, they know how to listen and take instruction, and um, and we're going to have some good players. You know, so I'm I'm optimistic that that we'll be able to compete. You know, had the, the school has not had a lot of success at the six eight level, so I think if we can can get over that hump and win. A couple of those division, uh, division games that people might think, you know, that we don't belong in, that the kids will start believing, and and, and we can we can uh, be mentioned in the same breath as as those those teams in Region Two that I mentioned before. But um, you know, it's, and I don't know how quickly that'll happen, you know. But uh, all I can tell you is we're going to attack each day with a lot of enthusiasm, and we're going to reward and, and uh, encourage great effort and attitude. Um, have a lot of fun doing it. Russell, you come from a, a family that's engaged in sports. You mentioned the golf uh, background. Not sure how many days, if you could even count, that you spent out at Millbrook uh, Country Club. A, a family that you grew up kind of following sports and, and being in that competitive nature. How have they received this news? How excited is uh, the extended family for this opportunity? They are. You know, I'm blessed to have a, a really supportive family. You know, two older brothers are, that are quality people that have always kind of looked at me almost like their son. And uh, my parents are, you know, very blessed. They're both in their 70s and they've been very supportive all throughout my life, you know. And um, and then my wife and my kids, um, you know, Hannah knows, knows what it's about to be a coach's wife. And, and I, I got a good one. So I'm, I'm just really, really blessed to, to have the family I have. 
like you said, growing up with those two older brothers, you just you want to be like them. And they were always playing ball, baseball, football, basketball, swimming, playing golf. You know, I think I kind of learned to compete just by trying to fit in with them. They're a good bit older than me, and um, I just you know grew up wanting to be like them. And I think that's that's what kind of drew me to the competitive side of of playing ball. So, um, but being on a team, you know, that's, that's another big thing. I, I, I've been, been on a team my whole life. You know, it's, I can't imagine retiring, you know, and, and not being a part of it. It's just, it's just kind of becomes who you are and a part of your identity and, uh, looking forward to carrying that on at Germantown. Yes, yeah, neat Russell. And I'll get you out on this one, but even in your answer to one of the first questions, you named off Cody Steigner, who's, uh, showed himself as quite the coach here at Picayune. Uh, Riser, who's, who's done a tremendous job over at uh, Southeastern Louisiana and the way that he's coached that Division One baseball program. That's pretty cool, man, when you can name off three guys uh, that you competed with there and the coaches that they've become. That's pretty cool stuff. Yeah, and, and I tell you, it doesn't, it doesn't get talked about a lot, but there's a lot of really good coaches from Pearl River County. You know, you look at Jeff Stocks to win the state championship Scott Central this year. Good gracious, but Russell. Everything Seth Smith's <laughs> been able to do, you know, Jacob Owen, who, who I was a roommate, well, a roommate of mine, first semester in college. There's just a lot of really, really good coaches come out of Pearl River County. Cody's best man in my wedding. So I'm thankful to, to have those guys to lean on, kind of draw from their experience when I talk to them and all that sort of thing. Yeah, really neat stuff. Russell, continued success. We'll be pulling for Germantown down this way, and we look forward to having you on. As always, we appreciate you, sir. Yep. Anytime, Clay. Be glad to talk to you. Thanks. Thank you, Russell.